meet with you. At least we're going to talk about what we want to do and kick that off in the fall. That's our, our plan or our, our heart is to get that really ramped up and started again. And uh, so that's exciting, but I'm, I'm so excited. Let's welcome our online crowd. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's good to see you this morning. If the lights have been different than normal on Sunday, that's my fault, operator error. We've got several families on vacation this week, and, and I don't do the lights, but I did today, so they're the way they are. So uh, I looked out. See, it's my fault. Yeah, I looked out, and I thought Mal looked back like the lights aren't up, so I'm like, okay, maybe it's this one. I feel like, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> But anyway, good to, good to have you with us today. Um, did you hear about the uh, lawyer and doctor that were talking at a party? You're going to hear about it anyway. So they're talking at a party, and as they're talking, they, people keep interrupting the conversation and keep asking the doctor, hey, listen, I've been having these kind of issues. What do I do? And he would say something to him, and then he'd start talking to the lawyer again, and somebody else would interrupt. Hey, excuse me, doc, i got a pain in my back. Is there anything you that he'd say something to him? So he finally turned to the lawyer. He goes, what do you do about that? He said, how do you handle when, when you're, you know, people come and ask you all these questions, but they're not, you're not in the office, and I mean, do you answer them? He goes, yeah, and he said, I just bill them. He said, you, you bill them? He said, yeah, I just send them a bill. I just help, gladly help them, then I send them a bill. The doctor thought, hey, that's a great idea. So he goes back home, he creates a whole invoice of bills from the people we helped at the party, goes to the mailbox to put them in the mailbox. There's a letter in there, it's from the lawyer, he got a bill. <laughs> all right. So there's your groaner for today, and that was not worth anything, I know. <laughs> so good to have you with us. God is, is so good. We've been talking about uh, getting our hopes up. We've been talking about hope. We talked about it last week. We're going to finish it this week. We've been just talking, you know, what hope is and why we need hope uh, and all of the things that go with that. So just to quickly review from last week, we talked about hope overcomes. We know that, you know, hope can overcome. It's those people that are continually positive. Aren't, don't you love those? It's People that are positive just draw other people to them. You, you know, people that are naysayers are very negative. It's very hard to stay around them for a long time because you feel like, I just gotta, I need something positive. Hope is in you. We talked about how the Lord has put some hope in you because if you have Jesus, you have hope. Hope isn't a wish. It's not something we just, you know, ah, when you wish upon a star, that's not what we're talking about, that kind of hope. And hope is always working. It's always at work if you put it to work. So today we're going to go on with that. We've got a few more uh, thoughts to give you about hope and just to, uh, to increase our knowledge there so that we can walk away and walk positively. I like being positive. Do you, like, do you think, believe Jesus was a positive person? I believe he was. I believe he was very positive. I think the word, you know, he's always saying, some, this is what's going to happen. This is who I am. This is who sent me. But he was very positive. So let's look at our first thought this morning. Hope based on the Bible. Based on the Bible always wins. Hope based on the Bible always wins. Romans 4.18. Even when there's no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. God had said to him. So Abraham is hoping... God promised him he would be the father of many nations, and he was 100 years old, and he's childless. So he knows what he can or cannot do. Have you ever found yourself, as you've gotten older, kids, don't point, where you're like, I used to be able to do that. I 
can't do that like I used to anymore. Does that ever happen to anybody besides me? But I'm going to break that and say I can do everything the Lord wants me to do. But I get it. I understand. So knowing he knows. So Abraham, if anybody knows, he knows. And so naturally, things are working against in the natural. In the natural. My, my wife is continually positive. She is all, we'll go, have you ever been to a drive, go through a drive through and the line is backed up? And I will say something like, it is taking forever to get through this line. And she will say, no, you break that. We're going to get through this line as quick as anything. It's going to go fast and it's not going to take forever. So then I will say, and all the men say, hoorah. I break that. <laughs> we will get through this line as fast as anything. And actually, you might say, well, Brett, that's kind of weird. It might be kind of weird, but it does seem like, because at least if my attitude changes, it does seem like the line moves quicker. And there are times she's been exactly right. I've been with Maddie, and Maddie learns from her mother, and Maddie will get in the line. I'm going, I'll be like, Tadpole, if this line doesn't move, we are not going, you're going to have to pick something else. And she'll be, Dad, this line will move fast. We'll get served quick. And I'm like, okay, Kim. And she just looks at me and smiles. It is, it is you know, we, we understand in the natural. You know, at his age, I don't know what his hope is, but his hope is probably not the thing that God said, but now it is because God said it to him. He had doubts, I'm sure he does. The Bible doesn't say that because he kept the faith. But if he's human, he's got to cast those thoughts. He's got to... You know, when you get doubts or you get thoughts that don't line up with the word, they, they're coming from the enemy. It's what you do with them after you get them. You're not, there's people that'll be like, see, I'm thinking these thoughts. Well, sure, the enemy put those thoughts there. So what do you do with them once you get them? Abraham would have to cast those. He'd have to get rid of those. He knows how old he is. He knows what God said. And that's something that's amazing. If God said something to you, would you stand on that? If you got a word from God, does it really matter what anything else says? Because you got God's word on it. But he made a decision to operate in a hope based on the Bible, a biblical hope. He had to choose between natural and Bible, man and God. Man can say a lot of things, but... They don't have everything to back it up. But what does God say? That's what my wife would tell me sometimes. She would say something like, Brett, what did God say? Don't tell me what you think. What did God say? Abraham knew that God would keep his promises. And you've heard my stories with my children because my, my daughter Mallory, when since she was knee-high to a grasshopper, would say, Daddy, do you promise? And if I promise, she would turn to her brothers and say, Daddy always keeps his promises. And so as long as I promised between her smaller sister and her two brothers and herself, if I promised, it was happening. It was going to happen somehow, some way. I'm going to make that happen. They had faith in that. And I believe Abraham even had greater faith because God had said to him, I'm going to make you father of many nations. I know how old you are. I know what the natural looks like. I know what it seems like. But if God gave you a word... Help me somebody. If God gave you a word, if God spoke something to you, would you say, I got it? 
Bible hope. Here's thought number two. Hope from the Bible, if you have Bible hope, if you have hope based on the word of God, it is now hope. It is hope that you need right now. Come on, you need it right now. I need God, to, I need to hear God right now. I need something to happen right now. I need this to stop right now. I need this to start right now. I need to activate my faith right now. I need to rebuke the enemy right now. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So to have substance, you have to have hope. Did you catch that? To have substance, to have something that's there, you have to hope. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus and his righteousness. That's a song, but yet a true statement. If I have hope in the Bible, hope in the word, hope in Jesus, I got hope. I hear music. Do you see that? <laughs> okay, thanks. But so, you know, how do you know if you're operating in hope from the Bible? How do you know if you're operating in what the Bible says? Here's a kind of a test. What are you saying? What's coming out of your mouth? What do you hear yourself saying? I mean, I'm very forced. I try to watch what I say, and I, you hear all of my mistakes, most of them. But I have a, I have a wonderful life partner that she tells me, you know, this, but I, and I help her too, so I want you to know I do help her, not as much, but I do help her. But what are you saying out of your mouth? There's times we've been driving in the car and we've been frustrated because our hope is built on natural hope, on physical hope. What we see right now in the five cents, our, our, our seeing, our hearing, our t all of that. And then we have all, we've set it out of our mouth and we've looked at each other and said, well, we know where we stand faith-wise. You know why? Because hope gives your faith substance. It, it actually gives it something to work with because my hope isn't built on something that my senses have to be attached to. My hope is built on the Bible, on the Word. You'll hear me pray. I'm going to pray for people today if anybody wants prayer. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to say, you line up with the Word of God. Not meaning just you as a person, but whatever is out of place. Have you ever had to speak to your body? I command that fever to go in the name of Jesus. Because what we've learned is we speak to God about the mountain. And God has told us, quit. I already know about your mountain. Tell your mountain about me. So we start speaking hope because my hope is built on the word. Now I have substance for what I'm speaking against. I have something that now can actually begin to happen because it is built and based on something much greater than me. Listen to what you're saying. If you have financial struggles, most Americans have had that. We've had that in the past. We say things like, I hope I'll be able to pay my bills. And we're using that word, I, I hope. Now, I, I know I might be preaching to the choir, but just give me grace. I'm preaching to myself. So instead of just saying, I hope I'll pay my bills, supernatural hope based on the word says my bills are paid because of God's glory. Because God's word says all my needs are met according to his riches and glory. It's not just what is said, it's what I'm standing on. I'm going to say that one more time. It's not just what I said, not just 
it's not just, there's not magic in just saying words. It is, remember in the kingdom, it's believe with your mouth, confess with your heart, believe with your mouth. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. I'll get it. Thank you. See my words? And do not doubt. Confess, believe, do not doubt. So if it's based on something that is, and we'll get to there in just a second, that is greater than I that cannot change. How many knows the Bible, Hebrews 13, 8 says, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. He doesn't move. doesn't matter what, you know, if it's the gas is up here and food prices are what here. You know, the, God doesn't change. He healed yesterday. Good news, friends. He heals today. He delivered yesterday. He delivers today. He saved yesterday. He saves today. Hope is now. He'll come right in. The enemy may come in like a flood, but thank God he puts a standard up against him. He comes in now. If you believe and you begin to say, you know what? I am built on something bigger than me. Philippians 4.19 says, This same God who takes care of me supplies all my needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now, this is, a, this is kind of given. There's people that are... Fair-weather Christians, how can I say that? Just like that. They, they need God when they're in trouble, and when they're not in trouble, they don't need God. You, you might have friends like that. I need you as long as you can help me. When you, I don't need you, you don't need to help me anymore. You know what I'm saying? Some of what I'm trying to tell you, these principles work as we apply them, but we also are obedient to the word. Does that make sense? This isn't like a slot machine it isn't just like i put the quarter in i pull the lever and i hope this comes up good 777 lemon 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 i don't know what they do you know I'm, that's not what i'm talking about i'm this is about saying you know what it doesn't mean you're perfect please don't misunderstand me i understand we all make mistakes i make mistakes you make mistakes this means that my heart is geared towards the word of god my heart is in that, you know, God, if you said it, how many knows, I, I can't just pick out a, I only want what the Bible says that I like. I can't have the rest. That's not probably going to work, is it? We have to take the whole word. We have to take, and the Bible says that word is good for, for counsel, for rebuke, for instruction. So it, it, it will help us. It will reprimand us. Because that word is, it's just what it is. We live in a gray society, but really God's a lot black and white. He loves you. For sure. That's not going to change. So we just have to say, okay, God, as I apply these things, let me walk in your way. Let me walk in the way that you said. I can tell you, man, I've walked both ways, and boy, is that light bright. You're still out there. I know it. <laughs> but anyway, let me keep going. I have to keep applying the kingdom laws and the principles because laws of the kingdom don't change whether you believe them or not. That's just how it is. Natural hope is always in the future. We always are hoping for the next day. I can't wait till this is over. I hope this gets done soon. When will we be there? All of those things really are natural hope, but I know God will heal me if he wants to. According to the word, he wants to. But we don't build our hope on that we just build it on what we see heal hear feel touch taste whatever in the sense realm and god is way past that it's a supernatural hope bible hope is always like right now if god said it that settles it i can't change the word 
I can't make it just move to work for me. I have to believe what God said, and so that's what I stand on. So because I stand on the word, my hope is now. I'm already healed because by his stripes I was healed. The word says that I'm healed, so therefore it's true. I'm in covenant with God, so that word applies to me and for me. That's faith. When I stand on what the word says, when I don't see it, my hope is built on that word. Faith always says now. Faith is now. Hope is now as well. It's really, if we really want to get honest, it's kind of past tense because it's already done. So it's not just now. It's, it's, it applies now because he's already done it. That makes more sense. It's already been completed. That's why Jesus said it is finished because he's already done everything to give you the hope, the healing, everything that you need. It's finished. It's done. So we have to receive what's already been done and we have to receive it now. Now, what happens is, is sometimes we have trouble with that in our belief system. And so sometimes we've seen healings take Instant, sometimes they've taken longer, sometimes I, you know, I don't have all those answers. Sometimes they didn't take place at all. We're not those people. I, I don't know. I'm not inside them. Does that make sense to you? But according to the word, it is his will, it is his pleasure to bless his kids. It is his, it is his will that you be healed. Our third thought. Hope is the foundation. It is the blueprint of faith, or it could be said that. The foundation is what I, is helping me to stand on things that I cannot see. The Bible is a foundation for Christian living. Hope is a foundation for faith. It, it is hope and faith work together. Remember this, I remember this. I don't know if this is back in the 80s. The word Bible, B-I-B-L-E, used to be basic instruction before leaving earth. That's what they used to say that stood for, I don't know who made that up, but that, this is our basic instruction. Read the manual. Basic instruction before leaving earth. There's a lot of things going on in the world right now. And Pastor Kim and I were talking, we may get out of here sooner than we think. There's a lot of stuff starting. I mean, I don't know how long that's going to be. We don't know. But think about what the Bible says. It is the foundation Faith has to have hope to work, and hope has to have faith to produce. Faith and hope work together. Hope gives you the picture of what God wants you through the word of God. Remember I talked about the binoculars last week, just talking about that little thing that brings everything into focus. That's hope. You're believing what God is telling you, so you're trying to get it into focus. You're trying to see what he's saying. That's why Abraham is saying, Father of many nations, and God said, look at the stars, or look at these bright lights. Look at this, the, the sands on the seashore. I'm going to give you more than this, than what you see. He showed him a picture, and I've always encouraged you, get a picture from God. What's that look like? What is God telling you? What promise? Ask him for a picture, because that picture will produce biblical hope in your spirit, and that hope then will fuel your faith, and your faith will be fueled by your hope, and now you'll get some substance For what you believe for. You see, hope will give you the picture of what God wants for you through the word of God. Then faith takes that idea and he goes after it. Are you putting your faith on anything? Are you putting your angels to work? You know, we have so many unemployed angels in the kingdom of God. 
Your angels, they, they hearken to the word of God. That's a cool word, isn't it? Hearken. Remember the Christmas carol? Hark the hair. You know, the, there's angels that went in and proclaimed things. They hearken. They, they listen for the word that does not change, which is what they run and do. They do the word of God. Give them something to do. Give your faith and your hope. I believe that in Jesus' name. God, I'm going to line up with that in Jesus' name. It's not just a whim or a, a fairy tale promise, but God, it's, my hope is built on what you've told me. Our next thought, hope always sees. Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith shows the reality of what we hope for is the evidence of things we cannot see. The unseen things mentioned in Hebrews are things seen with the eyes of hope. You can't see them in the physical, but you see them with the eyes of hope. That's why Mark eleven twenty four says we believe we receive when we pray, not when it shows up. Why? Because we see with the eyes of hope. If God said it, that settles it. That can happen. Hope will always see before your natural eye will see. Some of God does, he puts hope in people like he'll do different things. And I don't know if this applies to me. I know it applies to my wife. He gives her dreams. And, and he'll give her a dream. And then she'll, in the dream, it'll be like, she'll figure out because the dream can be interpreted. And she'll find out, oh, that's exactly, and it'll happen like her dream. That gives her hope. She's believing and standing on something that is bigger than her. That's what God does. Is he not big enough? Numbers 11.23 says his arm is not waxed short. In other words, he can still do it. There's nothing he can't reach. You're not too far gone. You don't have a kid that's so far gone he can't help. He can reach them. What picture do you have? What hope? What if God said this and start grabbing scripture and speaking the word that the Holy Spirit will give you a scripture? You can find one. You know what a concordance is? That's that thing in the back of your Bible. If it has one, you can look up certain words and it'll go, oh, here, you can go to this scripture. You can go to that one. You can go here. Not just the maps, but it'll tell you the scripture and you can find one. And when, it, when you're, I have people ask me sometimes, they'll say, how do you know what scripture? Which one? Because there could be several. I get it. Which one speaks to you the loudest? What do you mean speaks to me? I mean, when you read it, it feels like it goes boing or kind of jumps off the page and you're like, okay, that's it. Write that one down. Put it on a three by five card. Stick it in the mirror when you shave in the morning. If you're a lady, that's not you, but the guy. <laughs> I hope that's not you. <laughs> but if it, you know, then put it when you're putting on your makeup. Why do women always have to open their mouth when they put on eyeliner? That's nothing, but anyway, put it wherever you can see it. Read it out loud. Hear, your safe, hear, hear yourself say it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. That's Romans 10, 17. Begin to declare what God has promised you. Put your hope on the word because the word says so. People have trouble focusing on unseen things. They're hung up on what their natural eyes see instead. Because they reasoned with reality. You go ahead and hope. I'll be real. I'll take the reality of the word any day. 
Media and news, they thrive on creating what they want you to believe and what they want you to put your hope in. And if you believe what they show you, your hope is not going to be based on the Bible. It will be based on something else. So then how do you see through the eyes of hope? You have to, you have to renew your mind. You have to, you've ever been somewhere or watched something and you felt you just got slimed? you got to renew your mind. Have you ever had something happen and you needed something just to almost the opposite to, to kind of change the way that felt? Does that make sense? If you've been sad, uh, you know, be with somebody that seems to be always happy. That could help you. Or it could irritate you, but hopefully that would help you. <laughs> You know, uh, let me give you a quick, for instance, Maddie is my old, or my youngest daughter. She's back, and she's teaching Kids Town today. She got her, she got her preach on today. So she's back there teaching Kids Town. But when she was little, she was born with a cleft palate, and it didn't come all the way through. And so many of you might not know this, but, I mean, she had to have surgery when she was very, when she was just a baby. She had to have surgery, and she had to have a, a flap put in, and two different surgeries. Was it two? And, I mean, it was, it was traumatic. It was it was hard for us. I, to this day, remember them pushing her back down a hallway in a metal crib, and she was yelling, Daddy, don't let them take me. I was crying. And I'm like, ah. and then afterwards to see her, and there was always all this, they had fixed her, but there was all the dried you know, blood and all this stuff. I was just like, oh, God. Now, Brett, why are you telling me that? I'm telling you this to help you with this story. We brought her back home, and there was so much stuff to go through. We ended up getting, we bought a, uh, we got a little Yorkie, and we called her Tinkerbell. And that dog took the focus off of all the trauma, and Maddie just loved on that dog. And that dog just, and for whatever reason, that dog knew, like if some, when the kids were sick or whatever, that dog would go lay by them and just stay by them. Now, it's just amazing. I mean, to give you this, Maddie and that dog got so close, one day we lost Tink. True story. We couldn't find her. Sam was really attached to Tink, loved Tinkerbell. I mean, all God's children love Tinkerbell. You know, I mean, so, I mean, he was really attached. She's nowhere to be found. We can't find her. We are looking. We lived out on 16 acres with hundreds of other acres. We had horses and all. I can't find her. So Sam, as we are searching, big crocodile tears. He's crying I'm like, we're going to find her. We're going to find Jesus. And I'm thinking, I'm fighting this. I don't know what happened. Maybe she got eaten. Maybe a hawk carried her away. You know what I mean? I don't know. We can't find her. We have searched for literally hours. Took the car. Drove around the roads. We went in the woods. We're yelling, Tink! And Sam is just little. How old was Sammy? But he's crying, Tink! You know, and we're like, I'm like, oh my gosh, Maddie is all, you know, and we're asking you kids, when's the last time you saw her? Nobody answers. And like two or three hours into this, Maddie goes, and we're like, what? She goes, I think I know where she is or something like that. Maddie had taken Tink, dressed her in doll clothes, put her in her closet in the bassinet and shut the door. We're like, hours, 
hours searching for the dog with the little frilly thing and a bonnet on. And the dog, the dog, we got the dog out of there. She's going, <laughs> I think she's having an experience, you know. And Maddie's like, I forgot. We're like, help me, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, you have to renew your mind. You have to get into the word. Don't just let somebody tell you about it. You study it yourself. Find, you know, what's that mean? What's that word mean? You don't have to read, oh, I've got to read 17 chapters of the Bible a day. Good luck with that. It's going to be hard to do. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying that's a, that's a, a big task. But just read whatever God is telling you. Get something that you can manage, but get the word in you and start studying it and meditate on it. You know what meditating is? There are people who tell me all the time, Brett, I can't meditate. Yes, you can. Do you worry? Some of them will say, yes, I'm a king at worrier. Well, then you can meditate because that's what worry, that's what you do when you're worried about something. You're meditating on something. You can't do anything to change it, but get with God and you can meditate on it and let God change it because you're going to give him substance. Evidence. Because the enemy is coming to try to pull you off the word. And what is he looking for? He's looking for evidence and substance. That's why you can say it is written. Because where you stand is what he can't take. Unless you're not standing on the word. If you're standing on the word, it is written. He is off limits then. We get ourselves out of the natural realm into the supernatural realm where truth resides by committing our lives to Jesus, by submitting ourselves to him and, and then controlling our thoughts. Here's our last thought for this morning. Hope is your anchor. Hope is the anchor and it is your anchor. It anchors your life. So obviously if it's going to anchor, it's got to be in the right place. You can throw your anchor over anywhere, but it's got to be hooked to something that's immovable. That's not going to be tossed to and from. I already gave you Hebrews 13, 8, but Hebrews 6, 9, 19 says, This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm going to say it one more time. Listen to me. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. You need to anchor that in the word of God. It is the anchor for your soul. It is the anchor for how you do life. How you do life, how you receive, how you go forward, how you, whatever, you got to anchor in Jesus. Because if not, you'll drift into dangerous waters because that anchor won't hold. If you listen to everything the media says, not good. Hope while you're standing in faith, believing for something, the circumstances of life will toss you about. But if I hope, it is my anchor. It is in the things of God. It is in the word. And you need to understand, it's not built on the action. And I'm going to finish. See, some people will jump and say, well, it, the Bible says, you know, we have to have people lay hands on me because they lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. So, we have to be, so they'll base their hope and their faith in the action of laying hands on them. The Bible does say that. You need to listen to what I'm about to say. Your, your faith is not in the action of laying the hands on. Your faith is because the word said lay hands on them and they'll recover. So my faith and my hope is because it's founded on what the word says. I can stand on that and know that when hands are laid on me because the word says I will get healed. I was healed. I am healed. 
How's that? That's how that works. I, I don't know how to make it any simpler. That's, that's how that works. It, it is just saying, God, if you said it, I'm good. That's it. I'll just stand on that. If you said it, I'm good. It's not me. It's great that I have to obey that. Again, thinking I have to do what God is saying. Yes, that's true. But my faith isn't based on that action. My faith is based on the word that states that action. So that's how I base that. I'm going to make this simpler. I'm going to come down front, and I'll close down front. But uh, my, my wife will be, I, I just love her because she cracks me up. I mean, and I'm ornery, so she knows that. I Hopefully, I still crack her up. But um, she'll say things like this, you know, Maddie, you need to call for me and dad. And Maddie will be like, what? Call for me and dad. And we're in the same room. And Maddie will be, call for me and dad. So she'll go, mom, dad. And she'll go, why? And this is what she'll say. Because the Bible says, call for the elders of the church to lay hands on the sick and they recover. So then I go through maybe a little bit what I've just told you. It's not the fact that we're going to come and anoint you with oil and lay hands on you, but the very fact that the Bible says that. That's why we're going to do that. So we actually, by that, have acted her into saying, I have illuminated that scripture, and now she sees it. Now her faith, combined with her hope, because the word says it, produces evidence and substance and so now, because of the word, I expect results. Come on, help me somebody. When we believe God and expect results because his word says it, it's already done. My kids come to my house, they don't have to ask me for anything because what I have already done is theirs. They just get in the fridge. And they should. Because it's... As far as we're concerned, it's theirs. God has done the same thing. If he has already had his son provide for it, why don't we just be blessed with it? If that's what you want, God, you want me to be in good health? I'll take, I'll take that. I've had to speak to my body these last few weeks for different things. And I've watched God miraculously change. I'm going to say it again. It doesn't matter. I mean, I would see things that in the natural are like, if you don't get this taken care of, this could be bad. In the natural. And I just began to say, God, what do you want me to do? And this is what he says. You practice what I taught you. You practice what I taught you. So I would then speak what I would read and what I would know, and I would speak it to me to be active in me. Whatever that mountain is, that's what I'm talking to. I don't have to tell God about the mountain. He already knows. I've already had my conversation with him. I gotta tell the mountain about my conversation with him. Does that make sense? So he told me, practice what I've been teaching or what I preach, so I would tell this mountain, it is written. I'm gonna do the Diana Ross. Stop. It is written, you shall not come on my body. You shall not 
take this and do this. This shall be normal. Why? Because I'm not basing it on a feeling. I'm not basing it on emotion, my soul, my mind, my will. I'm basing it on the word says I have the right and covenant to do this because he's already done it. I'm good with that. So I did that, and the thing I was looking at just started going where it was supposed to go. Didn't take any medication for it. Didn't do anything the doctor told me to do. And you might say, well, that's stupid. You do your way. I'll do it what the God told me. But I'm pretty thankful because there was no reason for me to take it because everything went the way it's supposed to. And I'll tell you why. Say to this mountain, faith with hope together, substance, evidence, ba-bam, you get your answer. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I speak life to these people. I speak life to these, these believers, these ones that you love so much that you gave your only son for. If there's someone in the sound of my voice that says, Brett, I just need to reconnect with God again. I just need a new relationship. I, I've done some things. Well, we've all been there. But if that's you for the first time or the 150th time, I do not care. And neither does he. He's just glad to have you home. Put your hand up and we're going to pray together. I won't embarrass you. I promise. Those online, you can just put your hand up where you are. God will see that in the name of Jesus. Yes, I see that. Anybody else? Yes, anybody else? Come on, this is your time. You might as well do it now. Everybody say this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me for the things I've done wrong. Today, I'm saved. I'm completely redeemed, washed by the blood. And so from this day forward, I will do my best to walk the way you want me to walk. I speak to whatever the mountain is in front of me, and I call it gone in Jesus' name. And Father, as you give me the words to use, I will use Scripture to fight in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody say amen. God is so good. Give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. Praise God. Stand to your feet. We're going to worship the Lord in our giving today. And it's just wonderful to be able to give to the kingdom of God. It's just so good. And we, we continually, Kim and I continually. So now my, my girls, Kim and Maddie, and I think Mal as well, they love the text to give thing. When I go to see Pastor Gary, I always do the text to give thing because it's just easy. Uh, and it's real secure, and, and that's something you can do. Or you can just give online, or you can give a check or cash or mail it. Whatever you feel comfortable to do, we just want you to be obedient. It's good to see some of you. I know you've been on vacation this, this summer and been enjoying, you know, God's great earth and all that. It's great to have you back. This place is just going to come alive. I hope that you all come next week because I would love to fellowship with you. Pastor Kim and I would love to... I think we're having hot dogs and stuff. I don't know all of what's going on out there, but we're going to be able to fellowship with you out there, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. And the baptism is always cool. It's always cool. And uh, so all good. So let's pray. Let's believe God. Come on. How many believe God? Come on. Is this part of your worship? Giving is part of our worship, and it's always awesome when we give and we see. It's amazing. And, and, and our heart is we don't really give to get, I mean, honestly, but it just happens because it's just part of blessing. Because we control that according to the word of God. 
So I just want you to be obedient. I'm trying to trick you. If you're a guest here, you don't have to worry about anything. I'm not here to pick your pocket. I'm just here to tell you God is good. Amen. Let's pray over that. Hold that offering. Father, in the name of Jesus, so good to give in your kingdom. And God, we do it gladly. We sow it into good soil, Lord. I thank you for multiplication. You now have legal jurisdiction as it changes kingdoms. You have given the money to us, and by the authority given to us, we now sow it into the kingdom of God. And so the jurisdiction changes from the earth system to the king's system. And so, God, now you have legal access to multiply it. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen. Now, listen, in two weeks, there's connection. It's going to be upstairs and it's either upstairs or down we're figuring all that out we're making changes we're redecorating the dream team cafe room back there so if you're on the dream team that's coming about and things are starting to happen now and uh, that is an area where if you're on the team and you serve you can come back there and and even in connection wherever we have it we'll feed you you got snacks we'll take care of your kids we'll do all of that and as the church grows we're going to do even more and more and more we're looking to do more things in the community more things out there but it, 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 we need your help. We just need people to go, you know what? I believe in the, in the mission. I believe in the vision. And we'll get it done. God bless you. How many are going to have a great time today? Amen. Come on. You're going to have a good time. It's going to be a great day today. You make it a great day by believing in what God says. In Jesus' name, God bless you. You're dismissed. If you need prayer, I'm going to stay right here. And I will pray for anybody that needs prayer.